gentlemen, welcome back to Hoops Journey. We have easily our youngest uh, guest on the show, um, a fantastic Hooper, someone who comes from a lineage of not only dad, but mom also was a baller as well, and a, and a sister. Um, I don't like to take a lot of notes before I meet with someone, but I had to take a few. Um, for those that don't know, we'll go down the list. So the youngest BioSteel All-Canadian athlete, currently at Long Island Lutheran, has committed to Michigan University after uh, next year. So congratulations to that. And if you can wrap your head around this, in the month of July, was on Canadian teams that finished with bronze medals at both the Women's America Cup and the U19 tournament, where she was also a second All-Star. So I think the resume speaks for itself and also started, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get it twisted. We have Miss Silas Swords with us today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No worries. Now you're down in uh in America. So you've been kicking at school already for a few weeks, right? Like we've only been going for a kind of a week and a half. You guys, do you start kind of late August down there as well? Or did you are you the same as us? No, we're the same as in Canada. So we started oh. Thursday was our first day. Oh, so so there's things happening on there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, And let's get into it. How was the summer? Um, Obviously, some great experiences for you. uh, Learning, you know, more about the FIBA game and competing with people that are older than you and sort of finding your role and, you know, looking at your stats and stuff. Some games where it was, you know, went well for you and some games where, you you know, not so good. But uh what an awesome experience. Did you give yourself any time to rest um, and reflect? Or when you got back, was it let's get after and get ready for uh, for senior season here? Yeah, it was an amazing experience. Very busy summer for sure, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Just the people I met, things we got to do and just things I got to work on. But I had basically the whole month of August just to go back to my hometown, Sudbury in Northern Ontario and visit family, visit friends. Took about a week off, completely off, and then got back into light shooting, strength and conditioning, get in the gym with my dad and my sister and my mom, which is always fun. So pretty light month and gearing up for high school season. We'll talk more about your experiences with Canada and stuff, but is there a moment or memory that sticks out that makes you smile from the summer? Um, like a place that you went or you know, a funny story about getting gelato or I don't know, was there something that happened that was kind of cool or... Um, I wow, would say, this place. Yeah, the biggest thing that just sticks with me is as the seconds were ticking down on our final game, bronze medal game with U19, just realizing that we had actually won the game because two of our really key players were injured that game and we didn't really know how it was going to work out. And France always has a good showing at world events. So just mm-hmm. knowing that we were able to stick together, we're able to find a way to make it work and came from some big deficits too. So yeah. that feeling, that sigh of okay, everything's done summer, but also like we've accomplished some pretty big things was a pretty cool moment to share with my teammates. You think about like, I'm sure you've had many bronze, silver and gold medals along your, you know, path. Right. But this one is actually like in the entire friggin' world, you know, like this isn't like, Oh, we just won the local tournament in Sudbury. You know, it's like you earned a bronze medal out of the entire world. Like that's gotta be kind of a special feeling. And, and, but it, does it also leave a little bit of hunger for you knowing that you're young and you've got years ahead of you and that, hey, maybe I want to change this medal from bronze to a different color one year? 
Yeah. Even just, I have it up in my room, seeing it every day is, mm. yeah, this, I've done this already, but I'm just getting started hoping to change that into an Olympic medal one day, gold medal, like you said. Mm -hmm. So just motivation for moments like that, playing in big games like that where pressure is on, but that's, that's what we're working for at the end of the day. Cool. Well, let's get into it. You know, obviously you and your family made a big decision not long ago to commit and, and move down South. So, you know, growing up in Ontario and having your, your mom being the legendary shooter and your dad, you know, just being involved around the game. I'm just guessing that there was no, there was no choice for you. You know, you were just probably grew up in gyms, but tell us when you were younger, were you a sporty person? Did you play a lot of sports? Um, and then why did basketball separate itself from, from the others? If you did play other sports? Yeah, I played everything growing up, me and my sister, soccer, volleyball, running, gymnastics, swimming, skating, so everything. But I think mm -hmm. the reason why we were attracted to basketball so much was ha had to do with the fact that both our parents played at a very high level. So I'm sure they probably enrolled us in a little more basketball camps than anything. But <laughs> we, were also, we were also in the gym so much. So when we were really young, my mom was completing her MBA. And my dad was just take us to the gym. That was his babysitting. We'd hang out on the sidelines during his practice, try and copy the moves that we saw his guys playing, see, see what they were doing. Just as like six or seven year olds, we'd be spending two or three hours on any given day, just hanging out, being around that environment, that intense environment, being around the culture. So I think mm -hmm. growing up, seeing the players on his team, seeing the players on the women's university team, those are the people that we wanted to be like. So when we finally got the chance to join our first basketball team, it was a no brainer. Like, yeah, of course we're going to play seeing all these cool players growing up as we were older. So mm -hmm. I think it was the resources we had and the time that we just spent around the game really. Yeah. It's funny when you're that age and you're around, like I, I have a brother who's three years older. And so I was like the tag along guy, right? I would go, I would follow his high school team, but like, to me, they were, they were like, Steph Curry, you know, like it was just, you just think that they're so much older and they're so legendary. The cool part is it's kind of innocent. You're like watching your dad coach and these big guys run around. You're like, Oh, they're so amazing. Right. And then it, you're instantly sort of setting the bar. When did you start to kind of drop other things and really focus in on basketball? And was there, was there something else that had a fighting chance as a sport or was it basketball? Eh? Um, I don't think anything compared to basketball, just after we decided to pick it up, probably really seriously in seventh grade when I had my first provincial team tryouts, just because just the culture, the people you get to hang around, the environment practices, and of course, like our family, basketball family. So that's what we grew up around and that's what we learned to love doing. Good. Sorry, you froze a little bit there. That's okay. Yeah. Um, and obviously knowing your dad um, a little bit, going back in time with him and, and knowing him and I've never met your mom, but did you feel pressure to play the game or was it just a natural sort of like, this was the environment and you use the word culture. I love that word when describing basketball because it is more than just putting a ball in a hoop. There is a lot of stuff that comes with it. And, you know, you see the growth of the women's game, getting, you know, women signing sneaker deals now and, and becoming business women on the side with basketball. So uh, was there a pressure that you felt or was it just a natural progression as you were getting older um, that it was just a, a becoming a love of the game? And and how soon did you, you and your sister become really competitive in the, the backcourt or the sidecourt or whatever it was? <laughs> yeah, no, there was never any aspect of pressure. Even 
today, like we go to the gym, we have fun getting shots up, trying out mm-hmm. different things, shed a few tears every now and then, but <laughs> it's fun. So there's never been a pressure of living up to what he's done or living up to what my mom's done just because we all genuinely enjoy doing it together. And that's something we do as a family. So it's a pastime. It's something we have fun doing. So there's never Mm -hmm. pressure, just motivation of, oh, that that was cool. He made money doing something he loved. So just Mm -hmm. being able to hear stories of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. It's just really cool just to have that within our family that it's not really pressure, but me and my sister, I always like to say too, we're each other's biggest competitors, but also each other's biggest supporters at the same time. Just growing up together, doing the same thing, have similar goals, but competition has always been a big thing in our family, even with board games. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine. (laughs) Um, Outside of, you know, those, those other people that you're watching, was there a pro basketball player? Were there people that you looked up to? Like who were, who were the idols when you were kind of, you know, seven, eight, nine, kind of look at, you know, watching the game? Uh, Kia Nurse was definitely my idol. Just watching her, what she did for Canada, playing from the team, just such a young age representing her country. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a pathway that I wanted to follow and something I still hope to do. She's playing in the WNBA, really impactful player there, impactful on the national team. So just seeing her role change on the different teams she plays for, even coming back from a big injury a couple of years yeah. ago. So she's a really fun Canadian player to watch. Have you had a chance to meet her yet? Yeah, I've yeah. been training camps on a senior team with her. So yeah, just as awesome. what's that like? It's a little yeah. crazy being able to play with yeah. people that you've looked up for so long. But she's a great person, really welcoming, and just really supportive of the younger players that come in. And we'll get more into that, but like, I mean, you're not just young; you're young, young, right? So what's that? What's on the drive to that first tryout or practice with the senior women? Like, what's the feeling inside? Is it like? beast mode I'm gonna just do my thing is there a little bit of nerves is it anxious with all of it what yeah I think it's natural to have some nerves just seeing like the Kayla Alexander's the Naira Fields that I've been watching for so long so when I first got the email invite it was definitely like a stomach drop <laughs> you're like is this spam but, like, this real? Okay. <laughs> but also just like seeing that this is what I'm working towards. And this is the first step to that Olympic team, that Olympic medal and mm-hmm. seeing that I'm on the right path was really reassuring too. So you've talked, you just mentioned, um, this is my path. Did you start to set goals and targets for yourself and at a young age or, you know, is, I mean, assuming like your family dynamic probably based a lot around goals, whether they be academic, athletic in life, um, do you have some targets and, and had some at that young age and continue to this day? Yeah. The Olympics yeah. has been my target since probably when I first started sports, mm-hmm. nice. I didn't know what I wanted to do it in, but I knew I wanted to get there seeing like my dad's jerseys and the stuff he got from there seeing films. So Olympics mm-hmm. is like, since I was like five or six has always been something that I had my goal set on. And even now my mom's a big believer in manifestation. So we have a yeah. dream board, we call it. Above Love it. Whiteboard and change the goals every year, short term, long term. So, yeah, we're really organized in terms of that. If you're a basketball player out there in the lower mainland or uh, BC in general and you're looking for somewhere to play, we have a proud sponsor and that is PGC Hoops. You can find them at pgchoops.ca. And the thing that makes them unique 
and that we're proud to sponsor them and them be a sponsor of us is it's a true nonprofit basketball organization found in the east side of Vancouver. The mission is cost-effective elite basketball for all. Find the website, take a look, register your kids, register yourself, look for the programs. And if you have any questions, reach out to me and we can contact you with the right people. This is a good program for the right reasons. We appreciate you, PGC Basketball. That's so cool. I love that. Uh, the dream board. Okay. We're stealing that at our house. Um, that's so cool. And I, I mean, being a women basketball player, you don't, you know, the, the, the program there is way more established right now than the men, right? I mean, the men obviously just cracked through after a long time um, before you were well born. But uh, so I think, you know, that it's kind of cool that you grew up and are growing up seeing it actually happening, right? Not this sort of, well, I've never seen Canada make it like with a lot of the men's teams. You've seen it, you've seen these athletes and you know the path and it's there. So I think that's very cool. When and why did you and a family decide that uh, kind of getting out of Ontario and sort of making a move down south was something um, in terms of just more challenges and more opportunities for you? I mean, and, and I know it's there's no disrespect on where you came from. It's just uh, a different look, right? And so how does one in that family dynamic, there's there's four people, correct? There's nobody else yet, maybe a pet dog or something. But how does how does the family have that conversation and work through that? Because it's a big, it's a big leap. You're young, your dad and mom have careers, like there's a lot happening there. So I'm interested to know the how and why of that. Yeah. So when my dad got the call that he got the job in the G League. It was my sister was at a tournament, so I wasn't allowed to talk to her yet. It was all <laughs> very internal at the beginning, but did they take your phone away? <laughs> <laughs> taking a step back, it was just realizing how much he supports my dreams and everything he's done to me. Thinking if there's someone holding me against what I wanted to do, mm. obviously wanted to support him in that. But the reason why it was such a tough decision is because we were in a really great place. Um, Jen Bourget, who's the coach of the Llewellyn prep team in Sudbury, done a great job with us since we started really. So it was tough just because we knew what we were coming from coming into the unknown, even though the States have a really good reputation for basketball and opportunities and recruitment. Mm -hmm. It was a tough decision just because of what we were leaving. But at the end of the day, we're a really tight knit family. And we know that like our success is built in from what we're doing for each other and what we get from each other. And it was just the right decision to go move and stay together over the last couple of years of high school together. Damn. Okay. Can we get a birth certificate check? There's no way you are as young <laughs> as you are. Holy, you're beyond your years. It's amazing. That's great reflection. Um, so good. And like, uh, yeah, that kind of leaves me a little bit speechless. That's, that's crazy. And, and very, very cool because I mean, that's, it's a hard thing to do and to make those decisions. Right. And, to have everybody on board and and to take that leap, I think says a lot about your family and your dynamic and, but also how much you all believe in yourself and and trust that whatever happens will happen and we'll work towards whatever we need to and, you know, sort of let it all unfold. Um, congratulations on the commitment to Michigan. Um, how hard was that? And why did we choose to do that sort of before, you know, your final season here? Um, 
And was there anybody else that was close? It's okay. You can say it now. Was there anybody else who had a crack in the door that was like, maybe, you know? Yeah. It was definitely hard just because of all the schools that reached out and knowing that I had an opportunity to play at so many great programs. But Mm -hmm. I committed early just because I found that Michigan had every checked all my boxes. They had great coaches, great players coming in, great players there already, academics. So in my mind, it was why wait when you already have your perfect school who wants you and who's excited about you. So I was just really excited to sign with them and jump in with them to really start that journey. And then coming into my senior year, obviously try and get as much wins as we can here, but have that one goal in mind of what that transition will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, other schools coming in, mm-hmm. I took an official to Utah and I really liked the coach there. Coach Roberts done a great thing, has lots of Canadians in that program. Shout out Kim Smith. Yeah, Kim Smith. So she's had yeah. a lot of successful Canadians. Legend, um, yeah. Yeah. And then I was excited about Stanford too. They had really great academics, obviously. Coach Tara Vanderveer's great reputation, her wins, what she's done with that program for so long. But ultimately, I'm really excited to play with Coach Rico and what she has insights for the program, the culture that she wants to build there. So Michigan was just the right choice. No great. Cool. Does it give you a little bit of peace of mind too? Just sort of like I can do my work, stay in my routines and I can just go hoop now, you know, is that, is that also kind of, and do you have other girls on the team who are making still not to make decisions yet? Or how are yeah. they with that? And they, do they lean on you for a little bit of advice? Do you talk about that stuff or do you leave it with each other? Yeah, I would say not as much of there wasn't as much pressure for me playing in front of coaches just because I didn't change what I did depending on who was on the gym. I always pride myself in doing trying my best and working as hard as I can. So feeling commit being committed feels really good just to know that I have them in my corner for sure now. And that's what I'm moving forward. But I don't think I ever played to impress anybody. I just did what I did. Um, but right now we have six seniors on our team and I'm the only one committed so far. So they're all taking their visits, still on their phone calls. So definitely busy with that. And it's been nice to follow them with their process and excited to see where they're going to end up. How's the team going to be like, you know, where are we at? Are we ranked or how does it all work? What, what is it like, uh, is it two, a three, a four, a, like, how does it work down there? Give the, give the people, I mean, majority of Canadian listeners, right. So give people an idea of the, the school that you're at and how it all works. Well, we're ranked preseason number one in the country right now. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Small flex right there. Just number one in the country. Well, we target on our back even coming to play is something that our coaches emphasized. Mm -hmm. But the way it works here, we're in an independent schedule. So we play best teams from anywhere. We could be in Florida. We're going to California, Phoenix. So we're the best competition in the country, which is course always great for improvement <laughs> no doubt that's awesome um and what are the practices like pretty intense like what's uh give us a a day in the life for you on a school day are you up early and going getting your shots like how do you how do you get your time and work in and uh, balance it all give us an idea yeah so today is our last day before we start actual official team practices tomorrow so my sister and my dad, we all got up early, 6 a.m. to go get shots up, get some finishing in before school. Went to school. We got a key to the gym yet or what? Was, yeah, we have yeah. As First it should be, man. It's like, you know, it just drives me nuts. Like, 
<laughs> I teach at a private school here in, in Van, just outside Vancouver. And we're very fortunate where, you know, we can just open the gym for our kids. Half the time I'll go lift some weights and just leave them. And then they text me when they're done because there's some trust there. But it's just such a rare thing and I don't get it. I don't understand why yeah. we're so worried. Like, I mean, if you go and if your dad sprains his ankle when you guys are shooting around, you're not going to go and sue the school, right? It's like, I don't know. Sorry, that was my side rant. Keep going. I cut you off. That was very rude of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so went to school because, yeah, we're students, student athletes first. Um, came back, did some prehab work to injury prevention with my sister and my dad again, and then did weight room lifts. And then tomorrow we start actual practice. So we'll have an open gym where college coaches are allowed to watch those that aren't committed. So yeah. our practice of the season but normally they're very intense coach does a great job of keeping us in shape keeping competition but everyone has a great mindset so the practices are amazing mm -hmm. um how do you find it when you're on the road like okay you mentioned you're going to california you're going to phoenix you mean you've committed but i mean academically you want to stay on top of things is it a challenge do they offer study hall on the road because i mean if I mean, it's good because it's a precursor to you and what life's going to look like for you next year, but still you're only in high school. So, you know, how do they go about that and making sure that you're in good standards when you come back? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on the road, we have an hour study hall each day, depending on how long the trip is. And then mm -hmm. a lot of the work is available online, which is really nice. So we can write essays from home, cool. math homework from home. And then the teachers are really good with it too. They understand that we're high level athletes. So if we're missing assessments, we normally take it beforehand, afterhand if we can't, but mm -hmm. really supportive with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good. Um, little sidebar story. So our high school teams are guys and girls. We went to Maui this summer or sorry, this cr past Christmas um, for a tournament and some exhibition games and stuff. And we are in Chick-fil-A and the manager comes up and she says you know you guys are clearly a team what team are you so oh, we're a basketball team for vancouver she says oh there's a free tournament here in kihei which is right where we were staying so we ended up getting to see uh lsu play oregon state wow like it was crazy right and this was you know lsu was kind of i think they were ranked like 18 in the nation kind of thing and their coach came out in these in this glittery jacket and these heels. And I was like, what is going on? And then, you know, all of the, all the guys and girls just fell in love with Angel Reese. They're like, look at this. She's unreal. Right. And they got pictures with her. And then like fast forward just three months later and she's like a global star. I was like, that was kind of crazy. Right. It was, uh, it was really cool to see they, and it was a free tournament. Um, and, uh, have you played with, uh, uh, what's her name? Dykstra out here. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. On U19. Yeah. And where's she? Where's she at? She's at, um, uh, she's playing division one, a bit of a smaller school, but anyways, uh, we, yeah, uh, something like that. We had just missed her. They were just playing the game before, which would have been cool too, but it was, it was really, really cool and good for our boys because they had never seen a high level division one women's basketball game. Right. And the, between Angel Reese and then they had this point guard with, uh, she had colored braids and like, she was a beast and they were like, Oh my God, this girl's unreal. So um, yeah, good on you that you're on the weights and the stretching because there's going to be some, you're playing with women next year. Right. And yeah. let's get, let's get into the Canada side of things and that you've already had some of those experiences, right? You've practiced with the highest level of the national team. You've done the U19 kind of all over. Um, when you first got an invitation or, or made your first Canadian team, 
How did that feel? Was there, I mean, other than just like you probably already believing and knowing you belonged, but it still has to be this sense of pride knowing that I get to play and represent, you know, the maple leaf on my chest. Right. And so talk about that. And when you had that first opportunity. Yeah. So last summer, U17 World Cup was my first opportunity to play. And that was my first introduction to the national team, the first time I tried out. So really the first time in the system. And I remember getting my jersey and putting it on, seeing Canada on my chest, going to the game, hearing the national anthem plays, just some, a level of pride that's indescribable and, and like no other. Like, of course, it's it's cool to represent your province, your school. It's amazing, but nothing like representing your country on a world stage. When you make that team, are there discussions about what it's like to represent Canada or is it just sort of X's and O's, you know, practice? Or is there some talk about Canada and representing? Or how does that work? What does it look like? Especially at the U17 level where everyone's still fairly youthful. You know, there's lots of, you're young and there's lots going on. Um, how does that look at that level? Yeah, those are always the first conversations before we draw up plays, before we run baseline. It's always just, even though we're young, we still understand what a cool opportunity is to wear your country's name on your chest to represent a nation and have so many people supporting you. Mm -hmm. So getting across that it's a privilege to wear the name and you're here for a reason is always one of the first messages they make the the younger ones try and understand before we get into it. Yeah. And okay. So, and then the U17, you go to that world cup, like, was there an aha moment? Was there like a girl where you're like, damn, this is like a beast or you know, was there someone that was like that moment of, okay, I mean, obviously you take a side FIBA basketball in itself, different game takes a while to get used to. Um, was there someone from a country that you were like, whoo? Yeah. yeah. Um, our first game versus the U S I had to guard Juju Watkins. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know the yeah. Name. <laughs> USC commit. And that was my first really first time playing against American athletes. Mm. So being given the task to guard her was like a little nerve wracking at first, but still like I understood it. It's a privilege to be in this moment. Mm -hmm. So just being able to have the first front row seat playing against her. It was pretty cool being able to see how I could affect her game, see how I could change her game. And obviously she had a great game. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. But like, also, like you say, it's an opportunity in front of you, right? Like what's the point in running from it? There's no point in being nervous. I'm gonna go after her, you know, you might as well. And, and, and if she lights you up, it's kind of, uh, she's kind of supposed to, you know, but if you, if you make a couple good plays and, and make some good reads, you know, good on you. Yeah. That's cool. I wonder who's out there. Who's, uh, who's got you as their first, like, oof moment, <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's a few, I'm sure there's a few. <laughs> cool. And then like, talk about, you know, your July, uh, was it overwhelming? Um, pretty crazy, you know, the couple bronze and just sort of the ins and outs, ups and downs. Um, how, how did all that go? And like you said, you know, you took a, a little bit of time in August, right? You relaxed a little bit and then got back after it, but not many people have, have had the steady, qu the quick progression like yourself, you know, and I'm sure sometimes you feel like that you feel that a bit, do you? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Especially just going from, we had a training camp for two weeks in Edmonton leading up to America with the women's team. We mm -hmm. had off to go back to our families and then we're back again for two weeks training camp. 
and then went to Mexico there, there for 10 days, 11 days in the tournament. And then me and Cass Prosper both flew from there to Spain to finally play in the U19 for two weeks. So it was a lot. It felt like it was slow while we were there, but looking back, it went by so fast. What can we say about the people at Parkside, especially our guy, Sam Payne, a huge supporter of basketball in our community. The gentleman does many things behind the scenes that people don't know about. And one of those is supporting our podcast from literally day one. Sam reached out to us and said, hey, I like what you're doing. How do we get involved? And what you can do is find them at any local government store or come down to the brewery sit on the patio, sit in the back, listen to the music, come for music trivia night, whatever it is. The wide variety of beer that they offer is second to none. And Port Moody in the Brewer's Row is a great place to be. We are so appreciative of Parkside Brewery, we can't even say it in enough words. Head down, we hope to see you Parkside. And if you can't, find a way to support because they do a lot for us. Cheers. How do you just maintain sort of, you know, and then I'm sure, you know, people are kind of reaching out and you're garnering more attention and eyes and stuff. How do you just maintain a level head? Obviously, you have your family to lean on, but still, you're the one who's going through it. So being so young with so many years left to hoop, um, what's your sort of mental process and working through it? I mean, you can tell you're a mature person. You can tell you have a good perspective, but give us an insight of how you actually kind of physically go about it other than the dream board. Is there something else? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I use the resources of the older players around me almost every day in Mexico, just being away from my family. It's different socially too. hanging out with mm-hmm. 30 year olds talking about taxes at the dinner table. <laughs> You're usual. like, anybody want to do a TikTok? Talking about taxes. <laughs> she says. <laughs> I love it. (laughs) They're the ones that are doing what I want to be doing in 10, 15 years. And they have done what I want to do in the next five years, even just talking to them every day, hearing what they have to think about. Oh, like, how are you feeling about this? And am I doing this right? Or just normal conversations, just instead of talking to my parents, because there's a time difference in Spain, just leaning on my teammates who are also going through the same thing was really helpful. Yeah, that's super cool. And I think like, uh, there's something to be said for mentorship within our teammates, right? It's it, and you obviously have a great family, but sometimes it's like, okay, I don't want to hear it, dad, right? Like you're my dad, I don't want to hear it. But like, you got to like lean on others, right? And so you know, that that mentorship of having, like you say, women that have done it in the game, have seen it all, and you're sitting there, being able to talk to them about it, I think it'd be foolish to not ask them questions right and then and, and i'm sure they're probably honored to have someone like yourself sort of ask those questions um because i think that's the way it should be it's like a cyclical thing you know and um i think we missed that a little bit i know in the men's game definitely a lot of discussions the the podcasts i listen to they say how there's not like the old heads anymore you know it's it everybody's so young so it's like there's all these 20 somethings trying to make 30 something decisions year old decisions right and so good for you um how excited are you for the next few months of hoops? And after that's over, 
um, what's coming up. And then we'll ask you about ketchup on macaroni and you can get back to your homework. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm really excited. We've got some big goals this year, trying to cool. finish one in the country and keep it that way throughout the whole season. So just getting back in the gym and picking up from where we left off last year with a great group of girls. Mm-hmm. Exciting. And then after the season, just getting ready to get into college and getting ready for college ball. Yeah. Um, if you could give a young girl out there and I hope there's some young girl who looks up to you. I know there's probably tons, but hopefully they listen to this episode. Just give them a little bit of like a piece of advice. They're, you know, nine or 10 years old. They really want to get into hoops or a sport in general. What, what advice would you give someone? Definitely enjoying the process is because the process, that's what your life is, is you're going to the gym, you're spending so many hours away from people you want to be hanging out with. You're staying up late, going to bed early, getting up early to get to the gym, to get to school. You're just doing so many things that it's easy to just get caught up in it. But it's really important to take a step back and just enjoy what you're doing, enjoy the people you're around and your company just because that's what life is. And that's the way you're choosing to live to be a high level athlete, but that's part of it. And that's, that's the fun and the joy. For sure. Yeah. So instead of looking at it as like, I mean, if you want to get to a certain level, you got to do non-regular things, right? It's just, those, those are just the stats will tell you that. Right. So cool. Good reflection. All right. Let's do some fun questions. We'll get on your way. Sound good. It sounds good. Did you read the email? Yeah, I did. I can tell you're laughing already, so I don't even know where this is going to go. But it'll be good because, you know, like your dad and myself, we deal with a lot of older people on this podcast. So I think you might bring a new light to the people and some new perspectives. So don't hold back. Come on, give it give it to us, okay? Um, if you are going to break the diet and, you know, it's movie night at the house, curl up with the blanket, what bag of chips are you grabbing? Now... You could be in Canada or the States. It's up to you because I know there's some up here that are offered that aren't down there. But, you know, give us a give us a list. Did you did you listen to Kim Smith's episode, by the way? You should. Okay. So she said, uh, I don't really kind of eat that stuff. And we I kind of said, oh, really? She's like, I like oranges. So <laughs> so I don't think there's a bad answer here because uh, Kim said she likes oranges when I asked her what kind of chips like she likes. I like oranges too, but yeah. my <laughs> Ketchup chips. I definitely miss those in Canada. <laughs> Is it like, does it matter? Like Lay's or whatever? No. Have you, have you tried the Doritos ketchup? I don't like those as much. Yeah, I like they're, those are the best. Yeah, they're a little different, right? They're not as, they don't have that tangy. Yeah. Okay. She kept it real. She kept it Canadian. Okay, good. Um, are you books or are you movies if you had a choice? I think books are always better than the movies. I have nothing against movies, but remakes, the books are always the best. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what stands out to you for like books, book wise? Like, wow. I wasn't Hunger anticipating it. Series. Hunger the what? Games. Hunger yeah. Games. Better than the movies. Better than the movies. Wow. <laughs> now, I mean, I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just, I, I, <laughs> My ADD wouldn't allow me to read the whole Hunger Games series. I need the I need the movie, but uh, wow, okay. She said a straight face to people like she already <laughs> knew. She's ready. She's ready for these questions. I like it. Okay, Hunger Games. Um, the artist can be dead or alive. Pick a couple. You can take whoever you want. Your bestie, a family member, but you've got the best seat in the house. Who are you going to see? What concerts? 
Beyonce for sure. Oh, she was just in Vancouver a couple days ago. Drake. And then I would probably take my sister to Adele because she loves Adele. So. Oh, Adele. Wow. Okay. So Beyonce, her, I, I mean, of course, everybody in their Instagram basically shared the whole concert, right? So I feel like I was there. <laughs> the production and stuff that she must have spent, like, the have you seen any highlights of her concert? Yeah, be the wall that that yeah. like wall like how how many hundred thousand dollars is that alone? And then she wore like seven different outfits. But I mean, I the queen I feel like would put on a performance. She would be pretty legit. Um, I got to go see Drake this summer. Um, now, self admittedly, I would not have gone paid for a ticket, but I got invited to a suite, and I'm not trying to flex on you or anything. I just <laughs> so I did get a free ticket. I was actually impressed. Him as well, the production he had fireworks, lasers, like it was. Yeah, he put on a show for sure. And then Adele could just be sitting there with a microphone. You don't need yeah. much because she's just her voice is just phenomenal. Okay, good picks. Take my sister. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, but I guess the question would be is like, would she take you? I don't know. She would probably take me. <laughs> <laughs> she she will now. Um, okay, you and four other players. You're on the blacktop though, so it's like you're playing to 15 or 21. Call your own fouls. Either twos and ones, threes and twos. You can pick like your all-time favorite players. You could pick teammates. Doesn't matter. It's your show, your episode. Who are you going with? Um, on that run out on the outdoor courts. I'm taking my sister for sure. I'm taking Shay Gilgis Alexander after his performance at the World Cup. How about that? Yeah, she's always been one of my favorites. Okay. And Tyler Diggs from the Mercury. There we go. Who's playing point? Ooh, probably Skylar Diggs. Okay. So we're all guards, no bigs and pickups. I was I was gonna say, is this like uh the first ever team on the outdoor court to press or what? Like it's gonna be a lot there we go. Yeah, there'll be a lot of shots flying up. You can trap and run around. All right. I like it. Okay. Um, who have been some of the most important people in your life? Obviously, you mentioned your family. Is there anyone else out there you feel like a mentor? You mentioned your uh club coach back in Ontario. Is there anyone that you missed or have you kind of Nailed it all down so far. Um, yeah, Jen Bourget, my club coach, has always been such a big part of my life since I started basketball. She's a big part of the reason why I am where I am today. Just she really started basketball in Sudbury for girls. Mm-hmm. And then Jason Hurley, the women's coach at Laurentian University, has also always been one of my biggest supporters and one of my biggest confidence instillers, too. He's had such big confidence in me from a, at a young age. He used to invite me to play with his university players as a middle schooler and just always there if we want to talk to him or work out. So he's really been a big help in my life too. I love that. I love when coaches just invite. It's also a thing here too, like with high school, not that you need to hear it, but just let me rant. Okay. Uh, you know, it's like if you, if I, some of the kids on my high school team have buddies to go to another school, I, I get in trouble if I want to invite them to an open run. It's like, I just want the best, you know, let them compete. I'm not trying to recruit them to my school here. You know, if if they wanted to be here, they'd be here. They go to your school. It's just weird, right? It's like in this weird world, I think with, you know, kind of AU and prep, it's like they're, everyone's yeah. drawing, creating these boundaries. And it's like, why can't we just have open gyms and have people compete? But again, it's not bad. It's only two rants today. 
Okay, one of the most important questions on a hoops journey is how do you feel about ketchup on macaroni? Um, what are your thoughts? Is it allowed in the Swords House? And are we throwing it out the window? What do we got? I could do either or. I don't have a strong opinion on it. I'm not disgusted if someone has it, but I wouldn't. I don't know if I would ask for it, but if okay. it was depending on the day, depending on the mood, I might put some on. But sure. No controversial opinions, I don't think. <laughs> like a, a dark, rainy New York kind of fall day. You're just like, all right, I'm just dumping some ketchup on my macaroni. Okay. <laughs> so basically, you're just going to sit on the fence, hey? You're not going to offend anyone. Well done. All right. Very political. Okay. Um, thank you for being with us. And, uh, you know, I, I know you're probably like, Oh my God, I'm going to do a podcast. I don't know if you've done one before, but I think it's really cool for someone your age to step into a platform like this and share your story because there are women out there, young girls who need to hear your story. Um, and I think it's a great way. They may never meet you. They may follow you on Instagram or whatever it is, but they can hear your voice and hear your story and, and your kind of take on, what it takes to get to the level that you're at. So we wish you continued success. The last question for us on our end though, is who would you like to see on a hoops journey? Um, I do have, you've mentioned a few of the women. I am in conversation with some of them. Our guy, Steve Bauer. Yeah. He's given, he's given me some contacts, which is great because um, I do I need to get more women on the show. Who's out there. That's a good story that you would like to see on a hoops journey, but you, you're, you're the plug kid. Okay. You're the connect. So you, you've got to think of someone who you're like, yeah, I can give him their number. They're cool. Or maybe after we get off this zoom call, you can send them a text. Who is it? And, and, uh, who, who's going to be our next guest for a hoops journey? Um, I think Jasmine Bosco would be a great guest. She played U19 this summer, also represented the senior team, but something different. She's currently playing in Canada. For high school, she's committed to Villanova, but I think that would be a really good uh, point of view to have just because she's still in the Canadian system and she's still living that Ontario basketball, that Canada basketball life on a day-to-day -day basis still in high school. So mm. I think she's a good person to have. Awesome. Okay, it's on you now. I can, I'm sure. Can. <laughs> she's like, oh boy, he's actually seriously going to follow up. Um Thank you. Listen, continued success, success, health, and happiness to you. I hope you have an amazing year um, on behalf of a hoops journey and kind of just Canada basketball in general. We're pulling for you. We know that there's more to come. Um, you know, I met your dad a long time ago and he's a great guy. And I, and I think you know how lucky you are to have him, but he's probably just as lucky to have the three ladies in the house that uh, keep him in check too. So all the best. Any last thoughts, ideas, reflections before we let you go? And um, and we can't can't wait to see what happens for you in your future. Yeah, no, I think it's great what you're doing, just shedding light on some Canadian success stories and showing other Canadians that basketball is up and coming, other sports are up and coming. So thank you for having me. No worries. You did great, by the way. It was really good. And uh, yeah, it was fantastic. It was really nice to connect and um, best of luck. Um, like I said, continued success and we'll be watching. Thanks to our sponsors and we will see you on the next episode.